evening, everyone. Welcome along to the VCOE Sports Studio with myself, Ben Constanturis. Great to have you with us this evening. And as you know, the VCO Pro Sim will be uh, taking place uh, as of this Tuesday. So uh, straight after the show. And we will have four rounds across the whole of November for your delectation. And it also means that we get a chance to chat to some of the very best from the world of sim racing, but also uh, from the world of real racing that have decided to join us in the pro sim. And none more famous for me and a little bit of a, um, a, bit of a shock to the system because I normally know the guys uh, from the real world of racing, but uh, I haven't done a lot of American racing. And one of the most legendary men over there in the IndyCar scene is Tony Kanan, who will join us for VCO Pro Sim. Wicked to have you with us, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us on our chat show. Well, thanks, Ben. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I have to say, uh, you know, I've done it at during. Uh, I started my sim career during COVID, so I'm pretty new to the, you know, to sim racing. So, uh, but I'm very competitive. So uh, it's been a struggle trying to uh, to keep up with with some of the guys. Okay, so let's talk about this quite short journey for you in sim racing. Um, how did it begin? Did you get a phone call from a mate? How did you get enticed into the world of sim racing? So it began with IndyCar during COVID. They actually organized a couple of IndyCar races on iRacing and uh, they asked us to, to participate because at the time we were not racing. So we're trying to give some publicity back to the sponsors. So I, you know, went out, bought a Logitech uh, wheel and pedals and, and, you know, just built to my desk and did my first race. And, you know, obviously didn't do well enough. And then I, uh, being as competitive as I am, then you start looking at it and you can see now I'm in my rig and <laughs> I have, you know, four screens and pedals and stuff that, you know, it just went downhill from there. And uh, I loved it. Uh, obviously, like I said, I'm still, you know, pretty raw being what? 13, 14 months that I started it, um, but I loved it. So that's how it really began. It's a, I'm going to blame on IndyCar. You know, that's what I tell my wife, that I spend five to six hours a day on my sim nowadays. Wow. Okay, so you've really got yourself properly committed. Um, the, the IndyCar championship that you speak of was, was a really interesting one because it was probably the first real-world championship to, to go in that direction and to take all of their field and kind of get them involved in the sim racing world on iRacing. Um, the ovals, I suppose, on iRacing, specifically uh, different to everything else that you can get on the market. There aren't really ovals elsewhere. Uh, how do you find iRacing um, replicating the real world for you in that sense? I mean, Ben, I have to say the graphics, the racetrack, it's, they're perfect. The cars, obviously, you know, nothing is perfect in the world. I mean, the cars are as close as they can get i've been actually i since then i've been working with iRacing to improve tire models the feeling of the indy car trying to bring as close as possible to real world which is kind of a it's kind of a, ve a very difficult transition because you have people that have been doing sim racing forever and there are some things that are definitely not real in sim racing but then you try to change them and Sim racers don't know any better, so then, then they complain. But you guys, so you say, well, but this is the way it happens in real world. And they go, well, but that's not what happened in the sim world. So it's kind of like a little bit of a conflict. But, uh, you know, I have to say out of all the platforms that I, you know, uh, you know, raced, 
um, the IndyCar and iRacing, it's uh, probably the closest one as far as feeling to the real world. Obviously, we're never going to be able to reciprocate 100%, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep trying. And what about the racing side of things? Because especially on ovals, it seems to be a very different way of racing to how you race on a, on a usual European circuit, let's say. Uh, so how does that replicate itself, giving you more time to think about the overtaking and the strategy as well? Yeah, I mean, the ovals is all about timing, right? you got to time your pass. Sometimes it will take you 15, 20 laps to pass somebody, which in a road course, you know, you usually set up a pass, you get an opportunity, you go for it. And then and, and the ovals are more like trying to time it. And then that's, you know, it happens on iRacing and happens on the real world. I think that's something that, you know, it kept me sharp through the pandemic and a lot of the guys because that is, you know, a lot of, variables as you're racing in the ovals. You're behind the guy, the guy can take your downforce off and you've got to time it the corner before how you're going to pass. And maybe you get one opportunity in 20 laps and that's the opportunity. So, you know, and you have a lot of close racing side by side. You can go actually for an entire lap side by side with the guy who you're on the outside and the guy on the inside or vice versa. So, uh, you know, it's pretty realistic. And then I think, you know, that's what I've enjoyed the most because I think, that's why we call sim racing. We don't call video game because it's definitely not a video game. It's 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 pretty pretty close to the real world. Now I think you've thrown yourself into possibly one of the hardest challenges for a real world driver in the VCO Pro Sim coming up uh, across the whole of November. Teammate with Jamie Fluke uh, for the uh, four races, but you took part in last year's championship. Uh, and you saw the level that it was at. How and why are you coming back to to give yourself more punishment? I I love punishment, Ben, and I love to believe that I'm only going <laughs> to get better in sim racing if I get beat. And then that's definitely what's going to happen. I mean, Florian had you know you guys organized such a, to me. It's not because I'm being part of it for two years, but it's the best organized, uh, you know close community, whatever you want to call the VCO racing. And, and we get all the big names. So a big name attracts a big name. And then you get big names in SIM that attract big, name, big names in SIM. And that's what I want. I don't want to be part of a race that, you know, I'm going to just, it's going to be easy to win. I have no expectations of even finishing the top three because I know how I place on the SIM world and also how I place with the young kids. They're real race car drivers. They've been doing this since they're like six years old. So, but that's the only way I found to be able to actually improve. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be a second or a second and a half off. I had a great experience last year. I think it's, I, I believe I'm better now. So hopefully I can at least, uh, you know, give some of the guys, you know, a little bit of a hard time, but I, I love the way you guys organize the races. I think it's awesome for the sim community. I think, you know, this is, you know, during COVID, when we got the sim world involved with the real world, I think we all grown. We grown as, uh, you know, pro guys thinking how many good talents we have that maybe never got a chance to drive a race car. And then we were able to promote some of the kids that wanted to become race car drivers and, you know, never had the chance. And they're comparing themselves with you. They can use that saying, you know what? I just, you know who I beat this time. I beat Tony Kanan. I beat Roman, you know, Roman Grosjean or, Stuff like that. And, and look what happened, right? Grosjean has a team. I have my own team now uh, with some of uh, the young sim racers from Brazil. So it's, uh, 
That's why. That's why I'm part of it, to be punished. <laughs> to be punished. Now, this year, uh, unlike last year, you get a chance to choose your teammate. So uh, why have you chosen to be with Jamie and, and how much are you guys working together getting the car to the point where you're comfortable and he's comfortable? Well, I mean, Jamie, obviously, it's a big name in sim racing. You know, I've been following him on, on Twitch. I, I know that he does a lot of setups for Apex, which, you know, I use their setups a lot. So uh, when Florian called, I said, can I pick somebody? And then, uh, you know, uh, that's just because I appreciate him a lot and I think he's fast. And uh, we've been working together not as much right now because we're being extremely busy, but a couple of pointers on uh, the car that we're racing I actually have no experience, which doesn't help my case. Uh, um, I've been trying to do a couple laps on the sim. As a matter of fact, spent a few hours yesterday and, and, and a little bit today on it. But, uh, you know, we're, it's the, the, the mentality when we spoke was like, you know what, let's go have fun. I know Jamie's going to deliver and I would just try to hang on. And it's quite a cool choice of car because we've moved away from the Formula 3 car, which was kind of quite edgy and, and you really needed to know how that car worked to to get the best out of it. Whereas inherently an LMP2 car is built for a gentleman racer. It's built for the likes of me to jump in and to be comfortable at Le Mans. So the sim, as I understand it, is very close to what it is in the real world. And I know that there's a lot of guys out there, Antonio Felix de Costa for one, who's driven both, uh, in fact, finished Le Mans and on the Monday was straight back in the, in the iRacing sim driving his LMP2 car. Uh, so have you found it in the small apps that you've done something that instills confidence in you? And do you think that will kind of level the playing field a little bit? I think so, Ben. And obviously, I think it's going to level the field. We've learned from last year, like the Formula 3 car, in my opinion, it's one of the most fun cars to drive on iRacing. But, you know, an open wheel, you can hit, you're going to break a wheel. Like a lot of people DNF the races because, you know, and it was a little bit, everybody was trying to get a handle of it. Now this car, I mean, it's more forgiving, a lot of downforce, good power. And, and it's, it's like a little bit easier to drive. You can bump bump into each other a little bit that is it's not going to, you know, affect your race a lot. So I think even, you know, all of us uh, at the end of the year, you know, talking to Florian and then the guys that organize this, you know, we need to pick up something that will be more exciting for the fans as well. And I think that's the right choice. The car is a lot of fun to drive. Like I said, I didn't have a lot of experience. Now I'm, I'm so hooked that I'm probably going to, you know, drive it at all the time. And for the target for you uh, across four rounds, I'm sure that you have a WhatsApp group with a lot of your racing driver mates. Have you been messaging them, trying to drag them in? I know that I think Rubens is back on the on the roster as well. So is your target just to beat your mates? Uh, and is there lots of banter going on between uh, all of the, the real world drivers that you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. And Rubens and I are so close. And uh, obviously, we drag into each other into this. So uh, my last WhatsApp message to him was, I don't care when I finish. If I'm finished second to last and you're last, my day is complete. So that's uh, <laughs> that's a battle right now. <laughs> uh, let's turn our attentions just away from uh, the, the VCO sim for the moment because I want to talk a little bit uh, about why you've decided to get a team uh, involved in sim racing. Uh, obviously, you've possibly had the chance to be involved in, in a team role in the real world. Uh, but why have you chosen to, to form a team in the virtual world? Well, Ben, uh, you know, over the past 12 months, I've been extremely involved 
with you know sim racing and i got approached by a lot of people hey can you help me here can you help me there and um, you know i started to develop the idea to give it back to the race community uh, obviously owning uh, a real team it's a lot more expensive than actually a sim racing team so that was the first especially with the time that i have uh physically i don't have a a time I'm still racing, so I don't have time to run a real team. So I got a partner, which is a good friend of mine, Carlos, and we we said we want to do this. And but the way we're doing it, it's different. We're we're not a team that I went out there and I picked the best sim races and say how much money you're making from Redline and I'm going to take you away or here and there. It was more of let's get a group of guys. Um, you know, they're especially Brazilians because obviously my ties with with Brazil. But we got, you know, we have a few special kids uh, they're racing with us. We have kids that we heard the story that their mother said, you know, he's he's autist, and then that's what sim racing is been helping him a lot. We have a couple of kids like that. I have a guy that is actually uh, only drives with one arm. He doesn't have one hand, so he basically upshifts with the pedal shift and downshifts in a button. Uh, I mean. It's it's all that, and then all these guys didn't have any equipment, so I got up and 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 team up with Logitech, which is one of my sponsors, and we actually were able to provide these guys steering wheels. I had a guy that uh, it was playing eye racing with the joystick, like basically with a controller, <laughs> and we gave him a wheel. Now he's like, boom, he's all the way up there. He has more eye rating than I do right now, so which is not that hard, but. It was to give it back. And this kid, we have uh, 16 kids right now, spread through you know, a lot of different categories, Mazda, GT3s, IndyCar, I mean, and, and we're trying to give it back. We made shirts, I mean, we look a little bit more professional. And then as it grows, I don't know how what this is gonna take, but uh, obviously I have a really good kid, Gustavo Aria, which is a pro driver. He's actually in the VCO, not with me. Um, that is trying to become a, a real race car driver. So if I can help him out, get more visibility through sim racing, and then he can actually get a good opportunity uh, to become a real race car driver, um, it's awesome. So that was the idea. That is the idea. The team is solely, fully funded by me uh, with anybody that wants to help. Basically, you know, like I said, I team up with Logitech. They give headsets, wheels, and and all that. I try to keep improving. The, my top guys equipment so basically the way we have it in the team is the top guy got a direct drive because he's doing going for the you know the world championship whatever equipment he had he will give to the guy below him and the team and so on so we have eventually everybody in the team with uh, some decent decent equipment that they can actually enjoy sim racing that's absolutely awesome to hear and uh, do you think that there is um a realistic possibility that the likes of your pro driver could find himself uh, in the real world. Uh, is this sim racing world a viable kind of path to, to real world motorsport uh, and, and a replacement to karting, for instance? I, I think so, Ben. I mean, obviously, the you know, it's always better in the real world, but like karting right now, it's so expensive. I know you can, you know, you can go to an indoor go karting and 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 you know just enjoy yourself. But to compete in a in a very very high level, you have you know to get an opportunity. And I think through sim racing, what I'm seeing is if I can vouch for the guy and the guy gets a test, that's exactly what happened to me. I come from a family with no money, 
and I got an opportunity and, and to test and I showed that I was capable of and 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 from then on, you know, I just and I started my racing career. So this is what I'm actually being trying to do with Gustavo. He got a couple tests lined up in Brazil and and after that is obviously up to him. But uh, I strongly believe that a lot of, uh, you know, I have my kids, I have three boys and, and all three of them, my youngest is five and he's already, I'm already teaching him a little bit. Not that I want him to become a race car driver, but I think the sim racing, I've been using that also when these guys are going to learn when he's 16 that he can get a driver's license, you'll be a lot safer driver because you have the notion of what to do, space, speed, and all that stuff. So for me, all my three kids are in the sim a lot uh, to learn how to drive and to become a safer driver. And I'm not sure if they want to be race car drivers, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the way I take it to the team as well. So basically anybody that wants an opportunity, we're trying to organize at the end of the year a go-kart race down in Brazil that I can invite the whole team and have some of these kids um, show their talents and maybe somebody will pick them. Awesome. Uh, really, really cool. Great story. And uh, thank you so much for sharing uh, that with us. Uh, it's awesome to have you uh, on our eSports studio uh, in the pro sim for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we might not necessarily see you at the front of the field. I think we both accept that that's the case. But if there's some decent battling between you and Rubens, uh, I'm sure the cameras will be on you. For sure, Ben. No, I, I'm excited. Hopefully, you know, you never know. Sim racing, anything can happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm not here trying to uh, to say, oh, I'm going to go there and uh, you know beat these guys for the pole. But uh, hopefully we make it exciting for you guys. We all be streaming. I know you guys can follow and then many other channels, not just, just a VCO with you guys, but also my channel and all the other pros. So we're definitely going to have a lot of fun. And I think that's, you know, the most important thing. We're competitive. Hopefully I won't disappoint and, uh, and I'll beat Rubens. And that's my only goal. <laughs> Thank you very much. Tony Kanan joining us uh, just as we build up to the very first VCO Pro Sim uh, this Tuesday and every Tuesday evening European time uh, across the whole of November. I hope you can join myself, Lewis, Arjana and George as the presenters for the crew. We've got something like 60 cars. So enjoy that. And until I speak to you next week, enjoy your sim racing. Thanks for joining us. And thank you, Tony Kanal. Bye bye.